Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 87 and the start of our very fourth season of On the Bench with Beaks. I am Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Nick Adams. Hey, what's up? And we got Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. Today, we have an outstanding guest. We got Brennan Bug. Brennan, say what's up. Give us a little introductory fodder to chew on. Hey there, I am uh, the beat reporter for Colorado Hockey Now. No, dude, it's uh, we're super stoked to have you, man. Uh, we're gonna get into some real good, uh, you know, avalanche talk, talk a little preseason. Let's do that right now with league talk. I do have a little surprise to kick us off. Um, one of our listeners, Ryan, actually had a conversation with a guy that works with uh, Fanatics. So he was talking to him about uh, the Colorado Avalanche's next reverse retro jersey. And his little source that works at Fanatics said it's going to it's going to be basically like Colorado Rockies style um, looking like the 2016 Stadium Series jerseys. So just a little leakage um, let's let's have a chat about it. Brendan, what do you what do you think about this? So I'm, yeah, I'm hearing it's going to be a white jersey based off the Rockies. I mean, that's all I've heard so far. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, for me, I hate white jerseys. I, I'm a very messy person. I hate, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just really don't like white jerseys. They did white with the last reverse retro jersey. I was really hoping they might, you know, change it up this time. Uh, what do you think, boys? Yeah, honestly, I was hoping that they were going to, you know, go more, keep it like their third that they have with the darker blue or even go like the old school, like second home that they used to have with the lettering and the burgundy going diagonal. I was hoping to go more that route, but I mean, either way, I think it's going to be a good look. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just, I'm wishing to have that uh, Yeti foot back. The Bigfoot back. Um, having a nice, cool maroon jersey just as a base, using that Yeti foot would be my favorite thing to see. Um, but yeah, on the white jerseys thing, yeah, it's up and down, but they better do something really awesome with it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, yeah, you can do a lot more with a darker jersey. So a little, little bummed out that it's white. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, something that is exciting, we do have preseason hockey. We do, uh, we've had training camp the last couple, like last week or so. Uh, Brennan, you're there all the time. So, uh, why don't you give us kind of your, your outlook? Who's, who's looking good right now, uh, at, uh, you know, at practice and kind of give us your, uh, scattering report on what you've seen from the preseason game so far. Uh, well, I honestly, I think, you know, everybody says that, uh, they hate cows. I've been in kind of actually impressed with him. He's, uh, he knows that it last, well, actually, let me better phrase that. He knows that this is his last chance. He said it himself. Coach Bednar said it as well. And so I think they're both working their asses off. Well, Cal's working his ass off. Sorry about the echo. I'm trying to concentrate. No, no, for sure. <laughs> and, um, and he's even showing it in practice. Uh, Cal was moved up to the third line today during practice. So I think it's going to build well on his confidence. Um, New Hook's been working on the second line as the center. 
and Rodriguez on the wing. And uh, from what I've from what I've seen, like that that you know new hook Rodriguez line has actually been clicking pretty well. Um, I know I know Martin Cowan actually put put a puck in the net the other night. Uh, I think it um, it was the the game uh, the second game, or uh, I think it was the second game in Colorado for the first night. But uh, I mean, I, I, like wh- what I've what I've been I I mean I've always been a big guy uh, on Martin Count. I've always thought, you know, he's got a really good size and you know he knows where where to be with the puck. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but I understand why with such a stacked uh, you know stacked roster of, of that Colorado has, it's it's a hard it's a hard roster to break into. Oh, definitely for sure, but. Uh... Ian Cout knows that it's going to be a hard roster, and and anything that happens to him is going to be part of the problem. Well, last year he was really killing it in, tra- in training camp, and his shoulder ended up getting hurt, and that's what killed him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of uh, Georgiev? Like just like our goaltending death right now. Uh, where where do you see that going? Well, so. I've only seen him in two games. I saw him on the, the one here and then the the last game, which we all know is miserable. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, you can't really judge him on, on the last game because who did he have for defense? Right. Uh, Brad Hunt was the only one with triple digits on defense, as in terms of games played. Uh, McDonald has... 48 games. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to come with the test, but uh, Hunt has like, close to 250 games, and that he was the only one with close experience. Yeah, when which in, in all of these preseason games, we haven't seen any of the really much of the t- like the top six or the uh, you know the the top four playing in games. I mean, yeah, Sammy G got into one game or uh, and but you haven't seen any McKinnon, no Rantanen, no uh, no Lekkinen, uh, obviously no Nachushkin. Uh What do you think uh, Jared Bednar's idea there is? Just uh, you think they just he's just avoiding injury or maybe. He see, he thinks they don't really need to play in these earlier games. Rest. Yeah. Plain and simple. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It just seems like you know. Yesterday they they were just walking down you know Denver and we're at the parade line. They're just drinking beers and chugging beers. It's like almost two months ago. It felt like it was. Um, but it comes back to it. You know. I I think that you know the bright line here. Even though they're not playing all their 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 you know top stars, but I do think. That you know, Newhook had a great game though. Like he's, he, I think he's a lot bigger. I think he is, you know, a little bit more speed is what I saw. Um, I'm not in terms of size. I'm not sure if he's been, you know, eating more or just <laughs> lifting weights or not. But he looked a little bit bigger. He looked a little more stealthier. How do, what do you think about that? Well, it's hard to say what he's going to be doing, what he looks like so far this year because he's um, he hasn't skated well. He, we haven't seen him really skate like he should be this year so far because he's adjusting to his foot and I've skated with a, a broken foot it's not very comfortable oh not at all are you kidding me <laughs> and so I think this is his third day in the normal sweater and they even said that they made adjustments to his skate so I mean, he's trying to make adjustments himself on that too 
So with that being said, and him probably, you know, not being a hundred percent, is that something that we could linger into the start of the season and we could maybe see uh, Rodriguez playing center on that line? Or is this something that we think might be all right by the end of training camp? I'm just curious. Well, Bender said that he does want to try and get everyone two games, but uh, I'm expecting that Nitschus may be one of those people that will get it. Right. Oh, for sure. And I mean, uh, uh, but uh, going back to you know roster spots, I mean, Landis got going out with his knee again uh, for the start of the season. I mean, you can you might see somebody you know. Uh, actually break the roster uh who do you think is gonna slot into you know maybe one of those uh top like the uh the fourth or third line and and then who's gonna who do you think will be promoted up i know i saw uh Lekinen playing with uh mckinnon and Rantanen for a while uh who do you think is gonna make the roster to you know fill that last spot uh so far it's looking like head black Right, yeah, I, and he's a versatile player. That was actually a really a great depth signing over over the off season. So yeah, I could definitely see him because he he plays center and he can play wing as well, right? Uh, yeah, and and, and I haven't seen much tape on him because he's been spending time in the, the AHL the last few years. Right. But uh, based off the lines from today, it looks like he's fourth line whereas Myers was on the fourth. I'm sorry, the Zetlak was on the third and, and Myers was on the fourth. And hey, you know that might be uh, that might be good for Ben Myers as well. I mean, I I I, I know that the uh, the Avs organization is really high on him. Do you think he, uh, they'll want to try to get him even more game gameage at least at the beginning of this season? On Myers? Yeah. I, they, they said that he needs a little, excuse me, a little bit more work. And even Coach Cronin said that uh, the quote was that the Avs play like they're on steroids and Myers to get that little pump of steroids in. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Coach Cronin was, is the Eagles coach. Right. Um, and I know that's like the weirdest quote, but I mean, he literally said that after uh, the first game here. In, in a weird way, it's an elo- eloquent way of saying that he just needs to get a little more jump in his uh, uh, in his skates. So I mean, hey, it, it, it does what it says on the tin. <laughs> so um, sweet, yeah. uh, sweet man. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna kick it on over to Dave Zambuni real quick, but uh, we'll be right back with uh, more Brennan Voked. So, uh, Dave, take it away for Dave Zamboni's Pick of the Week. A long time ago, my friend Johnny got suspended for wearing an Islander Sucks t-shirt. Hey, Beaks, thanks. Dave Zamboni here with your Pick of the Week, your Zamboni song, Pick of the Week. And this week, true story, our buddy... Johnny Paisani, which is a great name, but his real name's Johnny Eisen. And uh, he wore an Islander Suck shirt to school and got, he actually got a detention, but suspend, suspended sounds better in a song. Um, and his father loved it. He's a Rangers fan. So uh, it worked out well. 
Beaks, have a good day, and as always, hockey rocks. A long time ago, my friend Johnny got suspended for wearing an Islander Sucks t-shirt. Dave, we always love our Dave Zamboni's pick of the episode. Please, please, please go over to Spotify, go to Bandcamp, check out the Zambonis. They're the greatest and only hockey rock and roll band out there. They only sing about hockey. And, dude, you know, just give them some love. You know, hit them up on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Uh, buy some of their music. They're great dudes. They uh, we, uh, we love having them around. So, um, yeah, give them some love as well. And so let's get back into the conversation with Brennan. So Brennan, um, I'm, uh, you've, you, I mean, over this past year, you've, you've become like a, you know, pretty, pretty stout voice on uh, Avalanche, like social media, like you've got your Twitter, your Navs uh, territory, all that kind of stuff. Um, but let's go back to where it started, man. Like, uh, just give us a little bit of background info, like how you got into hockey, how you got in, in, into like journal sports journalism and stuff. Uh, yeah, so just give us uh, give us the lowdown real quick. I mean, I've always been a big sports fan. Right? Who hasn't, right? Right. <laughs> um, it got to the point that I was twenty eight. I'm thirty seven now, and I just said, you know what, great, I want to try playing hockey. And that was the, I think that was the year that Wall was uh, starting to coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just so happened to be that, you know, took over. But um, I finally got enough money to start playing and learning how to play the game and, and going to a local beer league and learning how to skate and all that fun stuff. So I uh, joined the, the local Rocky Mountain Hockey League and, and started in on that way. 
So uh, do you do you think it was at, like actually Patrick Waugh becoming coach that really made you decide to play hockey or was this was always kind of like in the back of your mind kind of thing like I would oh you know I wouldn't mind playing hockey or you, was it kind of a bit a little bit of a mix of both I think it was a little bit of a mix of both but I mean I I was a pretty poor kid so I never was able to afford hockey growing up I mean heck soccer and basketball and and baseball were hard enough to afford right <laughs> um i primarily played baseball growing up until i got cut my freshman year <laughs> i mean i'll be honest i sucked at it but um my wife you know said you know why don't you try doing something and getting out of the house and i said well let's try hockey and she's joined me and, and we played on the team together for a year you you and your wife did yeah, she was. Uh, she played defense, and I played forward. No, that's really cool. I mean, that's uh, like I honestly, um, I've never really heard about that. Where you know, you know, like the husband's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go play hockey." Like most most wives are like, "Okay, have fun." That's really. The, had she played hockey at all before uh, before this, or were was she learning just like you? Uh, she had been a figure skater growing up. Oh, okay, and. So she knew how to skate for the most part, but she'd never played hockey. Um, and her attitude was, the, the hell you're going out on the ice without me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, like, when, it, when someone's chirping your ass, is, she's the one, is she the one, like, you know, looking for the Donnybrook or what? I, I think so. <laughs> I think she just didn't want me getting hurt or anything, which uh, that, that happened. Oh, God yeah, bless her. Happened. That's awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> Well, see, so as you kind of got into your career, you know, what were some of the hardest things just about, you know, following hockey and trying to keep up with it, like your part of your career? Like what made you realize, gosh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be? Or, you know, maybe, you know, talk about the hard things. Uh, well, so I, I was working call center work when I started playing hockey. So I, it, you've always called them. Everyone's called a call center. When was the last time you talked to someone who sounded happy? Never, <laughs> <laughs> never. Right, and I was I was the one who was answering forty to fifty calls a day, doing that. And, and my wife said, "You know, hey, you need to, to do something that makes you happy. Try switching industries." So I, I went to the banking industry for a year, and then I was like, still miserable. Um, and she said, "You know, you still need to quit." You know how to pick a man, call center, and then banking, man. Yeah, yeah. And and she said that I needed to they'll be happy or she just said quit your job in general and um I, so his last year I, I quit and and just started hanging out at the rink and started making friends with like Eric Dean and uh, I was starting to make 10 messages to Adrian Gator and um you know hanging out with the DR guys that was trying to get a, advice from all of them and, and just essentially get taking any advice that I could get. Right. And uh, do you have, did you have ever have any journalist background like beforehand? I mean, like even before you uh, you worked at the call center? Like, no. <laughs> so you're, you're just jumping <laughs> hey, in with two feet. The only writing in. background I had was I have a history degree uh, from Colorado State. So I, you that's all you do is just write. True. Yeah, that is a good point. So I, I mean I'm I'm using my degree a lot now, and you you look at researching and 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 writing, 
it's just translating really well now. True. Absolutely. And well, that that's the kind of thing that I was looking in, like when I first went to school, it's like, yeah, man, I'm going to be big sports writer. You know, I'm going to get this journalist degree. And then I kind of realized it's like, dude, if you really want to write, you don't really need to go to school to, uh, to do this, you know? And I mean, the way you did, it was really cool. Like you just basically rubbing, rubbing elbows with the guys that are already there. So it's like, well, I know this guy, I know this guy, you know, I mean, I wrote a little bit, you know, or a lot, you know, for a history class. And the next thing you know, it, you're, you're talking to Adrian Dater, like just chatting, getting all this info. That's pretty sweet. It is about who you know sometimes. Yeah. It's all about who you know sometimes, as they say. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what college teaches you. you got to network. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, everybody thinks that you know, if, when, if you don't go to college, you're like network is not important, but you know, I mean, it, it's really important right uh i i spent all of training you know, learning and everybody who like was writing with peter Paul and all them and um i think it really boiled down to i don't know if you guys saw that dater was doing a, a book signing last it was like three months ago yeah for when he he when the documentary came out on ESPN. Yeah, like I think Game of Blood or, or something like that. I I, I I think I'm getting it wrong. Uh, that may have been the book name. I can't remember the documentary's name. But, oh, the the um, rival uh, the the thir- the ESPN one uh, for the yeah. yeah the Detroit Red Wings and uh, Colorado Avalanche. Unrivaled, one. yeah. Unrivaled. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I I told my wife I'm like we're going plain and simple because I needed to to go and talk to him and get his autograph. Yeah. And I had applied to replace Scott McDonald's position from last year and gotten the nicest rejection letter from Dater, like I'd ever gotten. And so I wanted to thank him for giving me that fire under my butt to try and get right on. Mm-hmm. So what is that like getting rejected, you know, by Dater, and then now you are, you know, working with Dater every day and cutting articles with him and, you know, going to training camp and being the insider? Is it, is it ever kind of surreal to you? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I was sitting there for about four or five weeks just going on my own trying to Set out videos online and trying to get the attention of someone mm-hmm. on my my Twitter feed. I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, but it got to the point that one day he just he texted me and he's like, "You know, do you have a full time job?" And to to have him text you directly because I already I got his phone number from that book signing. To have him text you directly and say that, it's like, um, I think my heart was ready to. Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I, I mean, Dater, that's, you know, I mean, that's one of the voices of the Avs. I mean, a lot of us he's look right. to him. He's He's got the heartbeat on the team a lot of the times. We're looking to him to yeah. let us know what the hell is happening with the boys. Yeah, and then, and, and so he's like, you know, well, let's meet for coffee this weekend, and uh, let's let's talk over some stuff, and then 
Um, he walks in, he sits down, and it, I think it's like within five minutes, he's like, I want to give you a job. Wow. <laughs> what was the conversation like? Though? What did he ask you? Like, what was that bubble in his head that said, you're the guy for the job? Like, tell us more about that. Uh, he basically asked my background, kind of like what you guys are doing, and he's like, what, you know, how long you've been involved in the game and, and things like that. And I said, well, you know, I've been a fan my whole life of the Avalanche. I mean, who hasn't if you're native, right? Right. And I uh, told him I'd been playing since I was 27, and I'd run my own team as a captain for the last six seasons. And uh, so that gave me a little bit of more respect for the game. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and he said he could tell that I was a hockey player just by the way I was sending out tweets. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of crazy to hear, hear someone like that tell me that. you just out here chirping everybody and getting daters' attention. Right. Yeah, uh, and and do you uh the, I I got a I got a qu- question like do you ever chirp dater now they're like uh you kind of regret sending me that uh rejection letter eh? Oh I, no I I don't I don't chirp him I mean if anything I'm just trying to, to pick his brain as much as possible. All oh, right. I mean the guy's got got twenty five plus years experience and I've got. Three weeks. Right. I, I was just thinking like good-hearted, bar- light-hearted barbs, you know, not more like talking shit or anything. But, uh, but no, no, no. It, it's all all respect because he he's let me go into the room and, and make the, the comments that like Nathan McKinnon and, uh, you know, Bill McCarr and all that fun stuff. And it's like, you know, I, the first day I get to go in and talk to Nathan McKinnon and make the interview. And it's like, um, I don't even know what to do. You're still kind of in that mode. You're like, Oh my God, this is Nathan McKinnon. You're like, Whoa, there's the dog. Whoa. What do I do? (laughs) Well, yeah. And like, I don't even know how to, I didn't even know how to approach the players. First off, like there's a certain way you have to approach the players in the locker room where they just ignore you. Um, because if they've got your back, their back to you, it's essentially a kind of like a, an f off type thing. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to ask, like, what are what are those? What are the kind of steps that you got to kind of take? Uh, so, like, they, they come in, you're standing like in the middle of the room or off to the side, and uh, I like to wait till they get their sweater off and their tops off. So their shoulders and their their elbows mm-hmm. kind of give them a second to catch their breath, um, and then Nate will keep his back turned to you until that point. And and like um, I'll walk up to the player and I'll be like, hey, you know, if you're ready for questions, I you know I'll step away. If you're not, usually they are, but um, it's all it's all about a thing. Back, that's all. I mean, it's almost like, you know, uh, it's the unwritten rules of talking to hockey players in the locker room, like the unwritten rules of fighting hockey players on the ice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're human. I mean, that's the only way that you got to think about yeah. it. Did your boss ever tell you, like, don't do these things at all? Like, do not do this, don't do that. Like, what are some of the worst rookie mistakes you've seen with people in the locker room talking to players? Walking on the logo. Yeah, oh, that. Yeah, I think we can all agree that's probably the that's biggest. A no-go. Oh yeah, 
Because uh, I, I did it on day one and didn't even realize Oh, it. buddy. Yeah. Because uh, well, I'm not looking down. I'm looking I'm looking oh, up. Yeah. And 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 I'm looking towards you know, I'm trying to absorb everything that's coming in out of me. And I walked right across the logo and I didn't realize there's a rug there. Oh. And uh JJ from uh, Mile High Hockey comes up behind me, pulls my you know, my ear, and he's like, dude, you just walked on the logo. Don't do that again. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was being nice about it, but he, he was just like, yeah, yeah, don't do it again. <laughs> what are some of the things you had to learn on your own? Was that just like the, walking on the logo and the players having the back turn, or is there many the, – so, other things that you really kind of had to uh, carve out yourself or were a lot of people actually kind of helpful? Um, I mean, the recorder's not out. Everything's off of the right. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then if someone's already talking to them, you really don't want to go up to, to another, to that player. So, um, a hypothetical. Megan Angley from GMDR is talking to, to Georgia or something like that. You don't want to go up in the middle of that conversation and start recording. Right. And and then start asking questions in the middle of that, that conversation. It, that's like that's like walking in between the, the pitchers mound while they're warming up. You know? No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Hey Brennan, who was your? I'm just curious here. Who was your first? Uh, who was your first one? Who was your first like big Av or just one of the boys that sat down and gave you the time of day and answered some questions and gave you a little bit for, you know, whatever article you were looking to write. McKenna. Wow, that's a beauty. That's, that's a, beauty. a beauty. Beauty. Like I didn't even hesitate. I was standing there and uh, I waited till he turned around and I went. I beelined right towards. So it's like, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that he's ready. So uh, I went and shot the big bird. That's beautiful. That's, that's awesome, yeah. though, just waiting from. I turned right around. I, I saw the car was ready, and I went right for him. That's awesome, just waiting for him to be ready and sneaking in there and just shooting your shot. I love it. Love it. Absolutely. That's brave. That's courage right there. You have to find your spot, too, like beelining it towards it, because I feel like it's super competitive in the media. Um, it's like you have to be in like the right spot and be able to ask like the right the right question at the right time. How competitive is that? Just trying to get your spot in there. I it, with the the open locker rooms, it's not becoming really an issue of finding your spot because we're all spreading out and finding our player. Um, it, it like the last couple of years, you, you guys have seen that there, there's been tables, so that it's all like raising your hand and and things like that and trying to get your spot into there. But we come into the locker room and we just spread out. So we're, we're really not interfering with each other. It's not as uh, tooth and nail as, you know, uh, paparazzi and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I, up until now, I mean, uh, you, you put out that, uh, you know, disclaimer on social media the other day. Up until now, you were the, uh, the social guy for the Euro Lanch. Um, just tell us about that. How do you kind of like get your gig with Euralanch and to just tell us about how, you know, working with them was and, you know, 
what what you uh, what you liked about it? Um, so I've never met David in person. I'll, I'll say that up front. <laughs> but um, he put out on Twitter last year that he needed a social media person. So I was like, you know what, I need the experience. So I replied to it and said, I'll do it. Right on. Yeah. And how 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 is it working with them? I mean, uh. Is is it is it really seamless or uh, you know what what's you, what do you would you love lo- love about it really? I mean he's not too demanding, so it really what he just kind of said he gave me the login for the the Euroland on Facebook because that's what I was running. He was running the, the Twitter, and he said you know just do your thing, and. Yeah, I mean, so what I ended up doing was, you know, doing the, like, the daily state reports like they, like I was doing, because uh, I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then um, I taught myself uh, a little bit of graphic design with the, the GIMP. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I spent, uh, last summer, my my bathrooms were getting redesigned so i spent uh, about a week and locked in the basement and i taught myself a little bit of wow that's rad it's great you know just expanding your repertoire and and you still get to do it with you know people that love colorado the colorado avalanche so i mean yeah. right up the right up the alley well and later saw that he's just like you know what there's this kind of stuff i want to post on our our twitter or something like that so that may end up translating onto the Colorado Hockey Now Twitter or something. Yeah, absolutely. Because he doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> well, that's hard stuff, man. I mean, uh, the stuff that we do is just, it's like kindergarten just because, I mean, none of us know how to do that stuff. Yeah, and... we are all amateur hour on yeah. a lot of the editing <laughs> and setting up and whatnot around here, but we get it done. We yeah, get it done. Yeah. And yeah. what's ridiculous is the dude that needs a mouse stick ends up, ends up doing all of it, making the logo, making all the, uh, <laughs> all doing all the editing. But hey, it's fun. I mean, it gets Absolutely, done, right? that's exactly right. Plus, it gives me something to do. I mean, and like, and making logos and stuff. You know, it's fun. You just get to fart around on whatever app you've got, and then sometimes some pretty great stuff comes out. So take us through your day, your day to day. You know, you're at the rink. You're doing, you know, journalism. You're doing social media. Like, what are you doing in your your day to day? How much has it changed from your old job compared to now, managing your time? Well, so I quit my job in 2020. So uh, I kind of full time dad until from that point forward. Um, I've got a three year old at home, so that's been. Uh, right. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, so on an average game day right now, with a morning skate, it depends on if it's a school day for him or not. But uh, I'll get up at like six o'clock, get him ready for school. Uh, I got to get him to school by. Um, I usually come home and then uh, I've got like. 40 minutes if he has to shower and get ready and all that stuff. Uh, and then it's over to the family sports. Uh, I'll spend about three or four hours there. 
during the the skate and pumping out that paper or during that article right and then i come home i usually go from uh directly from the, the rink and pick him up uh my son that is uh and then i'm out back out the door at uh, 4 45 or so to make it down by um six o'clock and it just usually i'm posting the, the, the videos uh all that fun stuff while i'm it's live so usually it's happened within a minute or two after it's i post it within a minute or two yeah i mean so it's, it's literally it's minute by minute you're just updating people <laughs> you're all over the place day to day yeah yeah like literally i'm, I'm live tweeting practice oh yeah so I mean, it's so basically, it's pretty much action when there, whenever there is action for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a full day for me. Um, and then with the games, uh, I'll I'll get there at at uh, six o'clock ish, depending on traffic. Right. And I twenty five. That's great. And <laughs> yeah, well, last game there was two or three accidents on the way there, so it took me an hour and 15 minutes. Not a damn surprise, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, uh, so I I come in on the, like, the player's entrance. It's actually really cool. Because uh, the first game I came in, I saw the Minnesota players playing soccer. Oh, yeah, just that, that little, like, uh, soccer, like, equivalent of shinny before the uh for the the warm-ups and whatnot eh yeah and and like i've never seen anything like that in person like i mean i've done it myself playing soccer but i've never seen hockey players doing it no and you always get to see like uh in those like behind the scenes you always see him doing it and you're like oh that's cool i bet that would be fun to watch and then yeah that's awesome you finally get to see it that's pretty sweet and then um I went into the, I typically go into the, the press room uh, downstairs, kind of uh, eat a few snacks and then uh, kind of relax a little bit, get some pregame notes mm-hmm. out. What's crazy is the Vegas game, I was at like a table from the GM. So that, that was a little intense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I get, uh, I end up going up in the, the elevator with the GM and the, the, the president of hockey operations in Vegas. And it's like the, the GM's trying to talk to me. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only get one word answers out. Yeah, I, I, I got a question. Why why are you in such cap hell all the time? <laughs> what the hell is your problem? Right. Why do you love wings so much? Do you not know what centers are? <laughs> Well, like he he asked me, he's like, "So do you look, you know, you look a little lost, or you new?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on uh, my first game." It, and and uh, so, you know, I introduced myself and things like that, and we talked the whole way up. I mean, like a minute or so, but the, the uh, that would have been Clayman that was saying, that. Right. "Wow, that's awesome." Um, but the George McPhee was like quiet. He didn't say anything. I, you know, th- he kind of seems like that way. He really does. I feel like he only talks when he wants to be heard, kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. He just that, that's just the way I. Like, that's the way he looks. That's the way. Like, I don't know the way he carries himself. He's like, I'll talk to you when you deserve it. You know. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 
is the opposite of Joe Sackett. Oh, I bet. Well, Joe's just quiet because Joe's a quiet guy, you know, but he's a super, so nice, super great dude. So, I, yeah. Uh, and maybe, and maybe I'm a little biased. I mean, I am wearing an Az jersey. I'm not wearing a Golden Knights jersey right now, but I mean, that's just the way I I, I calls it as I sees it, I guess. I mean, I do wear the number 19 for a reason. Oh hell yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I may or may not be wearing a Joe Sackick Nordiques jersey as we speak. Well, I mean, it's the best jersey ever. No, what you need to do is you need to get the number 88. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, the that, OG, the rookie, the rookie Joe. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. I've tried no to track one of those no down. Way. And then, uh, so I mean, the, the game goes. I'm right now that I have a laptop. Finally, um, I'm usually writing during the game a little bit, and then uh, I'm out of the rink by eleven thirty. Oh well, hey man, I mean. <laughs> I I can all day at the rink. I'm hearing that, and you know, it's it's probably it, it probably is demanding of your time for sure. But I mean, I, I, in the in the same vein, it's just got to be really cool to be around the rink so much. I yeah, I thought it would be, but I mean, now it's just like okay, you know, it's my job, <laughs> right? <laughs> now that you got to show up and you're actually putting in forty plus, you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it makes it so I don't want to go to a beer league game, and so I'm like not even playing the, I'm not even playing winter league this year. Wow, so yeah, going back, like, dude, I, I all I had to do was send out a few like tweets every now and then. Now I got to <laughs> send out like twice those tweets. Be here, talk to these guys, write about this guy, talk to these guys, then. <laughs> Maybe I'll get like forty minutes to myself, and then it's right back to it. <laughs> well, my first day, I did ten interviews. How many? How many? So, Sorry, ten. Holy ten. Crap. Wow. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. All right, yeah, man. So you're, yeah, you're putting, putting in it, the hours. Yeah, putting the nose to the grindstone there, my man. Oh shit. Yeah, I mean that was the the first day of training camp where they were just like, uh, you know, the locker rooms are open, so I was going to take advantage. Get on. <laughs> So, I mean, I walked, I went around the locker room, I did um, a few there, and then the, the prospects went out, and then uh, I went into the locker room then and did like three or four there. Uh, and then uh, JB came and did his press conference, and of course, I got a couple in there, but I mean, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> so, we're going to ask you about, you know, What's the future look like for you? Um, what are things you still want to do with, you know, Avs Media and things you want to experience in the future? And just talk to us about that. There's so much you haven't done yet. So what's in the top of your mind? I I want to do the grind. I it, that that's one thing that uh, I think Dater's actually anxious about is that I'm one of the, the anxious player or anxious um, writers that I'm ready to dive in. I may be old, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, not that old. I, I'm ready to, to pop in. Right on, man, and and that's and that's the go getter attitude that you need, you know, for this kind of job. Like you want to get in there, you want to mix it up, you want to make you want to make some waves, and I mean, that's the best way to move forward. I think. Yeah, the why not me uh, mentality, right? And I think that's kind of you know, it's something that we kind of have. It's uh, the theme we have in our podcast, and some of the guests we have here. It's it's why not me? You know, just take a dive at it, just fucking shoot the puck and see what happens, and and yeah. go for it. So I mean, I'm really happy that you 
did that and that's where you are now you can continue to do that so uh, we wish you obviously the best of luck and we're super happy to have you on the podcast and uh just before we go i mean where what's your outlook on the abs this season man where are you where are you thinking we're going repeat, here? back to back repeat. back to back last in central oh shit! Oh, even shit. worse than the chicago blackhawks and the arizona coyotes bum, right bum, now bum, bum. That, that's the coyotes <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. And, 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 you know, it's funny that we mentioned that because Jonas Johansson just got picked up off of them on waivers and everybody's sending out their, like, rest in peace and our condolences and stuff. So, I don't know. Well, that just... I don't think JoJo is going to be the starter. No, I think it's the, the Vemelka is their big guy down there. Yeah, and, I mean, JoJo's going to bounce back and forth between the, the backup role and and uh, I think he'll primarily be the starter in Tucson, but well, he'll be playing in a bigger uh, arena, that's for sure. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean it's it's that it's the ongoing joke. I mean we've all beat the the this horse to death, and then and then some. So I don't know. I guess that, that was just me taking a cheap shot. <laughs> Coyotes, lol. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they need to get moved to like Houston where they're going to get some some support. But that might, we all know that they won't get moved, unfortunately. But oh no, it's like it's Gary Benton's little pet project. He has to keep it in Arizona. It has to stay for whatever <laughs> reason. It has to be there. And you know the well, thing about it, the thing about it is, I don't think he would have done this for any Canadian team. No. No, and the only reason I think he's keeping the team there is just because look who came out of Arizona. Austin Matthews. Yeah, absolute. It, it, you got a product that came out of Arizona because of the Coyotes. Right, and yeah. You were it, Now he's expecting to get some talent out of there, and then you've got the, the Division One team of uh, ASU in the same arena, which is weird. Solid. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I find it hard to believe, but it's weird. But enough about that. Um, Brennan, thank you so much for joining us, man. We had an absolute blast hanging out. Uh, do you want to send any like uh, hellos to the folks back home or anything like that before we? Uh... Well, we're we're home. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'm using it as a, a euphemism. Uh, do you want to send any shout-outs or anything like that? Yeah, how do we find you? Social media. Let our yes, listeners know yes, how, to, socials, how to find you. For sure. Um, I mean, you can find me at Ad Territory on Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, you can find all my written work on uh, Colorado Hockey Now, uh, as well as Adrian Dater, of course. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, obviously, I want to thank Adrian Dater and uh, for giving me the opportunity. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at without him right now. Absolute. But uh, I mean, that's about it. Well, right on, man. Thank you so much for joining. We had we had an absolute blast. Um, I want to also, you know, thank the, the Zambonis for the weekly uh, Zambonis pick. Thank the Hockey Focus. Please go follow the Hockey Focus Incredible Hockey Podcast Network. 
We have so many awesome podcasts out on on that network. Uh, it, so many of them are growing every day. It's just such a treat to be a part of the Hockey Focus. And we want to thank all the listeners. Uh, we want to thank... Um, uh, My Beer Nation, obviously, right? Absolutely. My Beer Nation, always buying us stickers. For you? Come on, Nick. You've done this before, You've done this before. Oh, you know, just thanking all the listeners, everybody out there that gives us a listen every week when we try to put this on together. Sorry, I'm still getting technical stuff together to finish this, boys. <laughs> I'm just thinking for our lovely guest here. Um, Avalanche, as always, hockey's back, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm very thankful for that. Oh, uh, yeah, so. We are here. Thank you for listening, and uh, catch us on the bench next time. So until then, be horse. Salute. Later. Thanks for having me on, guys. Let's try the damn thing, see what happens.